is Gunnar Esaias, and then you are listening to Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast presented by the Boomer Esaias Foundation and GunnarEsaias.com. This podcast series has been made possible by Vertex, Novartis, DCU, and Atlantic Health. The views expressed on Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast are that of Gunnar Esaias and Leah Farone, Tiffany Rich, and guests, and are not necessarily those of the Boomer Esaias Foundation. Nothing in this podcast series should be considered medical advice. Such advice can only be given by a physician who's experienced with cystic fibrosis. The Boomer Esiason Foundation, Gunnar and Leah Farone, Tiffany Rich, and guests cannot be held responsible for any damage which may result from using the information on this podcast without the permission of your medical doctor. You're listening to Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast. All right, as always, joined by Leah Ferron and Tiffany Rich. Here we are today to talk about relationships. Last week, we talked about dating a little bit. Now we're going to talk about the nitty-gritty stuff in relationships. You know, date, you know, CF obviously creates some issues with the relationship world. Or not necessarily issues, but definitely some learning experiences, I think, for the other person uh, involved in relationships. So, uh, you know, let's, let's just jump right into it. And why don't one of you take it away from me? Hmm, I okay. think Tiff should. Oh, she's been with her boyfriend okay. the longest. Oh yeah. Okay. So my boyfriend and I have been together for six years. So he's seen my life six years through everything, basically from being like pretty good with my lung function to twenty percent needing a transplant and going through the transplant. So he's been through it all, and it's rough. It's challenging. You have to make sure. You're there for the person, but you and yourself feels kind of like a burden because you want to go on date nights, but you don't feel good. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're, you say, let's just stay in and do something here, which, you know, you want to go have fun and live your life, but mucus and all that stuff <laughs> yeah. comes into play. There's definitely, there's definitely like a little bit of a balance there, right? Like I think, right. like if you hang around with someone with CF, for, for enough time, you know, for, for enough period of time, eventually the person we see is going to have to cancel last minute, you know, for whatever reason. You know, I think mm. it, it, it's just one of those things that comes up. It's not like you're blowing the other person off or you're, you know, sort of trying to, I don't know, like be alone or whatever. It's just sometimes your health mm. actually does prevent you from doing certain things. You know, I think I look back to like, I've been dating my girlfriend now for two years, but I, I think, you know, I look back, it was like last year, maybe a year and a half ago, we were supposed to go to a wedding. I was a plus one and you know, maybe Thursday or Friday before the wedding, I had a, I was feverish. I was coughing up mucus. And I, I just knew that I was developing an active infection, and it just going to the wedding was not going to work out. It was just something that really wasn't going to happen. And it was the first time I really had to cancel my girlfriend in a really significant situation. I mean, significant in the fact that I was just invited to be a guest. But you know, it, it was one of those things where we had been planning on doing this for for a while, and it was going to be a fun evening. But I had to I had to step away from it. Right. It's, no, it's, it's really hard, hard to do that. I've only been with my boyfriend since well, I met him in March, and we've been officially in a relationship since May. So we haven't been together that long. Um, it's definitely been a learning process. I told him about CF pretty early on, but I think it's just been kind of recently that I've had to cancel on a couple of things and I haven't been able to be as present as I've wanted to be just because of one thing after another. Like in end of July, beginning of August, I was in the hospital for things that weren't CF related, which was kind of interesting for me because I didn't handle that as well as I normally would have if it would have been a CF thing. Um, and then I had to get surgery 
And then I had a cold this past week. So it's kind of like he's seen all these different things in such a short period of time. And I'm kind of happy it happened earlier rather than later because it's shown me his character and how he's able to handle those things. You know, yeah, it's I mean, kind of rough when you experience that later and they don't they're not really there for you or they don't really handle it in the way that you need, you know? Yeah, mm -hmm. sort of sort of like we talked about last week in the dating episode. It's it's good to figure out if the other person can handle CF, I think, early on, because you want to know if that person can sort of be there for you or if you just got to get rid of them, you know? Right. I, I mean, I, I hate to put that lightly, but ultimately there are there just are people that aren't necessarily that great at handling the things that come with CF, whether they be yeah. deteriorating lung function or canceling late, mm -hmm. late, late night plans or, or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've had boyfriends in the past that haven't really understood. They knew CF to a point but when it came to being sick and I told them I cannot do it physically, I can't go to the store right now. And so they didn't understand that. And I'm sorry, but I, I can't, can't have you around if you can't help me out and know that I need to rest. Yeah, I mean, I need my rest. The person's got to be able to help promote you and your health in a very positive way and that person yes. really, and conversely the person can't hold you back from anything right like you have to be able to right. uh, to deal with some of the challenges that come along with cf and I, I look back to when i was in high school and i was dating my my high school girlfriend you know it's like you're in high school and you think like it's lovely for your life or whatever it's going to be the end all be all and everything <laughs> yeah. whatever but you know i i remember back to one specific experience in high school when we were at like a friday night basketball game and it was i didn't play basketball it was like worst basketball player ever so i was just you know i was there supporting some of my friends who were on the team and it was just a big you know event for students to do back when i was in high school and we had a friday night game and I, I was there with my little girlfriend and that like she wanted to introduce me to one of her friends right so she, she after the game yeah everyone's kind of like hanging out outside the bed outside the gym you know sort of figuring out what's gonna what's the next move is gonna be and she right. brings her friend over her friend kind of knew that i had see i went to a small enough school where people basically knew that I had CF. It wasn't like a, a hidden thing. Right. And uh, I'm meeting this girl for like the first time. First time I've ever really had an extended conversation with this, with this girl. And I'm talking to her and in the middle of I get into the middle of a coughing attack and mucus just comes flying out of my mouth oh. and lands on her hair. And it was like, oh. it was just the most oh, no. like, it was just the most, it. it was oh, the most no. like horrendous moment of my life. And my, my girlfriend is standing there just like totally like shocked at what she had just seen the girl who i just met was like oh my god oh my god. i mean like you have to remember we're all like 16 17 18 years old so it's kind of right. we're all kind of in that weird developmental teenage phase where like really crazy things happen and you don't know how to yeah. handle them and it was really it was the first social moment when i was sort of like uh what do i do now what do i do now what do i do now and the girl was like oh my god oh my god oh my god my girlfriend was just like i cannot believe this just happened oh no so i you know ultimately it all ended up being okay but it, you know sort of things like that do happen you know maybe not launching mucus across the across the gym onto to an unsuspecting... I don't know if I've ever done that. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I... I'm trying to think, like, have I ever done that? Maybe maybe in my car when I was just driving, and I right. popped up, but I, not when I'm with, like, a group of people. Yeah, it was just I've like, a, it was just, it was just a crazy thing. So crazy. I know, it was just like one of those, like, really random... I mean, it all ended up being fine, but it was one of those, like, really crazy things, and it was like a green blob, and the girl had, like, dark brown hair, so you could see it very clearly... Uh in her hair and I was just like you've got to be kidding if this just happened and, and I mean like I said it all kind of worked out but uh, yeah. th that was just one of those things that 
like if you're dating somebody with CF, that's something you have to be prepared to have happen. You know, right, maybe not right. to that extent, but there are situations <laughs> like that. Definitely, and there is a lot of mucus, and it's really glamorous when you cough it up. But I mean, it's part of our lives, so you kind of have to be okay with it to some point. You know, you might not want to cough it up on them, but yeah. you know, they're going to be on around. the ground. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. somewhere they do that a lot. <laughs> but you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like sometimes you cough so much that like you have, oh, yeah, you, have you lose control oh, yeah. of. I've had it fly across the room and like land on the wall or like yeah. in my car and things like that. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever. Had it land on a person. Like hit on, like right. hit but somebody. But that might be one of my new goals. Yeah. It, you know? it probably yeah. shouldn't be one of your new goals because it's really a gross, <laughs> disgusting thing that can like turn into a major problem. But yeah. <laughs> luckily, my 16, 17-year-old self and the, yeah. the people that I was with handled it like champs. And That's it was funny. just one of those things that like looking back, I was like, you know what? If that happened to me at that age, I think I could probably get over any sort of CF hurdle that came along with uh, <laughs> with a relationship. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Oh my gosh. Now, I, I think as I've gotten older, though, and I think Tiffany, you hit the nail on the head here. You know, your 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 significant other definitely does see you go through different stages of CF, and there are. And I always say that I really learn the most about a person's character when they see me very, very sick, or they see me basically in a in a state where I'm totally helpless from my, of myself. You know, I, I can't right. do anything, or I it, basically I need help getting from the bed to the bathroom or, you know, things like that. Yes. That's when you learn the most about someone else in your life, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he, you definitely do. Yeah. Um, carrying my oxygen concentrator and my purse and all that stuff. <laughs> it's so helpful because you can't breathe. No, it's true. The whole weight. purse thing. Yeah. It's mm. so helpful. And then when yeah. you're in the hospital, all you want is food, right? You do. So they bring you food. If you bring me food, hey, that's that's an amazing thing. And no, just definitely. hang out with me and watch a movie. That's all I ask for. And that's a you know that's relationship. Just being with you and helping right. you through it, supporting you. What do you need? Let's do it. You know. I think a lot of times people get caught up in kind of this sense that they have to understand exactly how we feel. And that they have to have the right thing to say. And I think a lot of times they don't realize that all we really want is for them to just be there and support us. They don't really have to say the right things. No, they don't have they to don't know how we feel because we don't expect that, you know. Yeah. But I think that a lot of people get lost in trying to fix things and, you know, figure out how we feel and things like that. And then that's when you kind of have issues. Yeah, you're definitely right. You know, you know I think. It's definitely a warning flag or a red flag, rather, if you meet somebody and all of a sudden that person's life is just totally consumed by the CF, right? right. They should see you for the person you are and the yeah. CF second. The CF is just a, you know, a small part of your – maybe not a small part, but it's just a, a part of your life. It's not the full yeah. picture of, of who you are. You know, I, exactly. I think that it, it, it definitely serves as a red flag if you're, you're dating somebody or you think you might, you might like somebody. You know, I think you have to un- – you have to – First of all, you have to see their full picture just like they have to see your full picture. And if they're being consumed by your CF, your illness, and they don't know how to react in the right situations, you know, then, then you probably have a problem on your hands. Exactly. And I think, like, just as a disclaimer to this podcast, like, <laughs> we are talking about CF and relationships because, like, that's the topic at hand, how CF influences that. It's not like – I know, at least in my case, we don't talk about CF every day. No. CF is not something that comes up a whole lot. So 
you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's there, right. and it's present, and we do talk about it, but it is not the main focus of our relationship. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think I think you're right, and I also think that there's, there, like, you're, you're sort of still early in your relationship, but oh, as, I I, as I've been dating my girlfriend now for about two years, she's, she's starting to learn a lot more, and she's definitely seen mm-hmm. me in a lot of different situations. Uh, she's seen me very healthy. She's seen me very sick. I, she's never seen me, you know, attached to oxygen in a hospital, but that I haven't, I haven't been at that point in probably about, knock on wood, probably about five, six, seven years since I've really okay. needed that. Yeah. <clears throat> but you know, I, I think, you know, I, I have confidence in her that she'd be, she'd be totally fine if it did happen to me. But ultimately, she does do her best to learn as much as she can about different things. She actually follows different blogs. She follows you guys on Instagram. She, you know, she follows yeah. a lot of a lot of CF things just so she can sort of paint a picture. But. I remember that when we first started dating, she said to me, you know, I, I don't want to read your blog or I don't want to follow other people with CF on the internet because I don't want to see what it, it's like. I want to see what CF is like through your eyes and through your experiences rather than understanding what it's like for everyone else because it may not be your, you know, your typical case of CF. You know, you may be a different patient. And she was she was spot on. And that was like a, a turning point for me. And I was like, okay. I, you know, this, this girl is definitely someone who, mm-hmm. I don't want to say maybe, maybe not gets it right away, but someone who definitely is willing right. to accept it and learn about, about the disease and all that I go through. Exactly. Right. My boyfriend and I, we had kind of a similar conversation, not really the same as that, but it was kind of like, he really didn't know a lot about CF. He didn't know other people that had it, but it wasn't something that he knew a whole lot about. Um, and pretty early on, I mean, he said to me, you know, I want to kind of adopt your outlook of it and see it in a positive way and really learn about it through you rather than using the internet and different tools like that to kind of build how he views it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And pretty early on, I was even kind of opposed to being like friends on social media because I didn't want him seeing, you know, other people that I'm friends with and how they deal with it versus me and things like that. Like I kind of wanted him to build his own opinion with time as we went through the relationship rather than learning so much about me all at once. Because at that point I was all over this C like the CF foundation's website. I was all over their social media. I was on their Instagram, their Facebook, their Twitter, that it was just a whole lot of CF all at once. And I kind of wanted to go through the baby steps of, okay, this is what it is. And then, introduce the treatments and introduce each aspect right. of that rather than here you go. Like we just, yeah. we just met Put each other and now you have to learn every little thing about me, you know? Yeah. And I think kind of taking our time and going through it in that way made it a lot more positive than just throwing it all at him at once. Yeah. I think it was great when he wanted to do the walk. Yes. When, I wouldn't actually that? let him. Yeah. yeah he he yeah. asked about it and so, wanted to do it. He knew I was like very involved with the CF Foundation and things like that, and he knew that I had the walk coming up, and I didn't invite him because he hadn't (laughs) met my family, he hadn't met my friends. I wasn't sure I was ready for him to be a part of that aspect of my life because we were still getting to know each other. Like It had been probably two months or so, but I still felt like it was new and I wasn't totally ready for that, and I didn't want to put this expectation on him that he had to raise money or he had to be a part of that because... If he wasn't ready for that, I didn't want him to feel that kind of pressure. And I remember like probably two weeks before he said to me, you know, I really want to be there for you. I really want to be at the walk and help you raise money and things like that. And I was like, okay, well, I don't want you to feel that pressure. But if you want to be there, I absolutely love that. Right. 
So he yeah. like took it upon himself. He figured out how to make his fundraising page. He raised like a good like five or six hundred dollars in a couple yeah. of days. So I mean, it was awesome. just very different how he's handled everything compared to anyone else I've been with. I mean, yeah. if anything, it's a testament of the kind of people that are out there, right? Like, exactly. you can come across people in just like strange, unique ways, and that person can all, all of a sudden take to it in a very positive way, you know. And mm-hmm. it sounds like, in in that case at least, that there was, you know, it, it was something that maybe inspired him. You know, he didn't necessarily have to tell right. you that you were inspiring him, but it sounds like you, cer- you certainly were, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and I ultimately think that, right, that, that there are different important steps that you come across in in the relationship, and everyone with cystic fibrosis is in one way or another, small or large, involved in <clears throat> either CF fundraising or CF education or, or something like that. Because eventually, right. like, you know, you're, you're part of the larger community as well. And, you know, I think it was one thing that I had introduced my girlfriend to was that I have a lot of, like, really deep, close relationships with people with CF simply because there are very few other people out there that understand the exact anxieties, pressures, and stresses that we go through with CF. Right. And that was something new that that she had to sort of, or I don't I want to say overcome, but something that she had to get used to. You know, I would talk to people and also like, and a lot of time they're, they're girls for whatever reason. You know, I talked to other girls on the internet about cystic fibrosis simply because they are patients. It's not like she was jealous mm-hmm. or anything. It was just that yeah. it was a new thing yeah. having her seeing me talk to other people with CF in very intimate ways. You know, it's like we could sit here talking about mucus and coughing up on people and farting and stuff like that. That's like, that's not something that you would talk about that I would normally talk about with other girls in my life, you know, other than maybe no. your girlfriend, right? But exactly. it, like, those are very yeah. intimate details that I'm talking about with other people than just her. Right, right. Yeah. And, and, yeah go, go for it. Okay, see, so uh, I, I was just, yeah, go for it. So, yeah, so I mean, I ultimately think that, like, it, it's one of those things that there are different kinds of hurdles is what I'm trying to say. No, there definitely are. And I think having those kinds of relationships in your life are important. Like, I think we all need those relationships of other CFers in our lives that understand what we're going through. Because I know before I had met Tiff, I didn't have that. And it really just showed me that we do need that. You know, it's hard to kind of have all that pressure on yourself to keep everything together and not really have anyone that can fully relate to you that you can talk those things out with. And you can't do it with your significant other. You can do it to a point. But when you have someone that has CF that you can relate to, when I met Leah, we just hit it off. And it was something that was just amazing, you know? And it just, like, it was such a good, strong bond when you can't have that with someone that doesn't have CF and your significant other or whatever, you know? So yeah. it just helps a lot. Now, I, you know, do you do you guys remember the first time you did your treatments in front of your boyfriends? Yes, oh. I remember it vividly because it was not that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> now, how, what was that experience like? Okay, so I'll just give the backstory. So <laughs> he had asked a bunch of times if he could see me do my treatments and things like that. And I was taking my good old time. Let me see you do your treatments. I am taking my time with it. So I'm like, okay, like maybe soon, but not. I'm not ready yet. And he's like, okay. He's very patient with me, which is awesome. So um, it was around my birthday. I was going down to the beach with my family, and he was going to come. And he pretty much met the entire family all at once. So kudos to him because that was a lot of people. Um, and he came down and that was the first time he saw me do them. His face was priceless. I mean, (laughs) because I have the vest on, I have my nebulizer, I'm mixing meds while I'm doing that. And he's just like, wow, you know, 
but he handled it really well. And I mean, whenever I do my treatments, he's always present. He's always there with me. You know, he makes sure I'm not by myself if he is there. So it's really yeah. nice that he takes ownership of that and he makes it a time where we're still together and we're still enjoying our time together. Yeah, treatment is definitely one of the most glamorous thing in the whole world. You know, it's definitely, right. very, it's definitely a very violent, yeah. like, right. like picturesque moment. Like, it's kind of a weird <laughs> moment, right? Like, you're coughing, you're, there's mucus flying everywhere. I, like, I have snot running out of my nose. Yeah. I've got stuff coming oh, yeah. out of my eyes. I'm, it's just like, everything. Oh, my God, yeah, it's totally just overwhelming <laughs> with all the stuff that's flying out of me. And I, yeah. I think that it's definitely... It's definitely like a weird first step, right? Like you, like you sort of cross that bridge with your your friends first, right? And then you, right. you do, yeah. it, do it with the significant other. And in, in my case, a lot of times when I'm doing my treat my treatments for my girlfriend, the vest for whatever reason, like the noise of the vest puts her to sleep, and it, it, puts, oh. it puts a lot of my friends I to used sleep to too. Sleep. Yeah, I, used to I don't sleep know why. Way. It's like the the noise of the vest is very like soothing, I guess, soothing. because it puts people to sleep. Yeah, no, it's true. My boyfriend does the same thing. He like will fall asleep on me while I'm doing the test. Yeah, it's like it's, cra- it's the craziest thing. I'm over here coughing and gagging, and she's like snoozing away, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, like the vest is like purring, and she's like away she goes. You know, I I think that you got to get to like you know it was funny the first time that it got to the point where she actually just fell asleep during my treatments because I noticed that oh maybe this isn't such a big deal. She's she's right there just like yeah, not, exactly. nodding off. Right. Yeah. Um. My boyfriend, I don't think it really phased him because he has type 1 diabetes. So he takes insulin shots and does all this stuff. So I don't think it really phased him that much seeing me do it. It was new. It was something new. <laughs> but I know that when we first met, I got really sick. Uh, I think I went from 50% lung function down to 22. Wow. And I had a really bad episode. Mm-hmm. And had to get rushed to the hospital, and he came with flowers that day. And it was the first time he'd ever seen me in the hospital or anything. It was really brand new, right when we were starting, like hanging out or whatever you want to call it. Um, and during the hangout phase, you weren't even in. Yeah. yeah. And he came to he came to the hospital every single day. That's it didn't awesome. matter. He was there every day. So. But I don't think people it's, realize like how much those small actions really mean to us. Yeah, no, you know, okay. like just yeah. being present like that—that's really all that you need. Oh right? yeah, you know. Yeah, Even I mean, the text. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think there's just like little reminders that you're there. I, you know, I look back to probably about—I mean, it's got to be at least a year ago now, maybe over over a year. I was uh, I was on a, a nasty IV drug. It's got a horrible side effects, and mm. it basically whenever I go on this drug, I'm just like totally my body just essentially shuts down it, it kills everything it kills all the good kills all the bad and my body right. just essentially shuts down and i spend however long i'm on the drug basically in the fetal position it's just horrendous i, I try to do it at home i've done it in the hospital sometimes it's it kind of kind of varies but last year i did it i did it at home and it was the first time my girlfriend really saw me helpless sort of you know yeah. i couldn't really mm-hmm. do much for myself i couldn't really you know screw the neb together to, to do my breathing treatments everything was just like a lot more difficult to do and right. you know she I think she came over and she, you know she saw me you know like this for the first time it was probably a little bit of an eye-opening experience but in a little bit of like a, a funny twist about halfway through the uh through the IV course I was prescribed something else to, to sort of take the edge off a little bit just so I could relax a little and yeah. not necessarily yeah. feel like hell <laughs> so I prescribed something and I and I think you know just the euphoric moment of not feeling 
totally horrible for the first time in about 10 days, <clears throat> it hit me. And she still has this video on her phone. She like, took a video of me just of how hilarious I must have. I don't really remember, but of how hilarious I must have looked because I was finally like free of this just hellhole that I, that I had been in for the past for the past, you know, two weeks. This right. is absolutely miserable when you're like that. Yeah. I have right. IVs that do that to me and I just, I can't even move. Yeah, you, you know, just you just know? I try not there. to go on them as, uh, yeah. you know, try to space that out as yeah, much as possible. Yeah, and I think like, <laughs> to her credit, she, she made a, a funny thing out of, out of like a horrendous not, point in time. Exactly. So it was right. just, like you said, Tiff, it was very, it was a little thing that she did that ultimately created, you know, more of a, not necessarily a great memory, but a funny memory that I that I had just like yeah. just like when your boyfriend brought us to the uh, to the hospital. So, yeah. and I want to move away sort of from like those kind of moments and talk more about like the emotional side of thing, right? So, mm-hmm. right. Obviously, there the a relationship is you know two people you know building you know a friendship, a relationship around trust and things like that. So, mm-hmm. I uh, you know I think there CF patients and me included, and I'm sure you guys feel the same way or not. I think there's a, a bit of guilt associated oh, with, yes. with dating somebody because you know the other person's totally healthy they, they are living a life of you know cf free and then all of a sudden they throw themselves into 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 cf and they you know mm-hmm. at first they're probably not really too sure of what they're getting themselves into and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. they probably see the realities of cf as they go on just like we've been talking about but you know i think that the the emotional burden of cf ultimately does fall to them a little bit and it's definitely on our end at least there definitely is some guilt associated with that Definitely. Yeah, I definitely have guilt with that. I've had, that's probably one of my hardest things to deal with is even with my friends and things like that, I've always felt this just extreme guilt of having to rely on them for different things. I feel guilt when I have to rely on my family for different things. I just always feel this guilt when I have to cancel plans Yes. and just different aspects of your life that you kind of have to go about differently because your CF backs up or different things like that act up. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I wish I knew how to get rid of that. Exactly. You know, and you don't, you don't want to have to stay at home and sit in bed. But there's times that you have to, and right. you feel guilty because you made all these plans and wanted to go do stuff, and you just feel guilty because you physically can't, and you just you really want to, mm-hmm. but it's just it's so hard. Yeah, I mean, I think the emotional them. side might be the hardest in a sense. Yeah. Um, like I know that I'm for the most part, pretty good at handling that. And I think having Tiff and, you know, you two Gunner and just other people that understand how I feel and are there for that. Like, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, it's nice to have that kind of support that you might not necessarily get from your significant other. Like they're going to give you as much support as possible, but it's nice to kind of have that emotional support of someone who understands what you're going through. Um, and I do think that helps a little bit in dealing with that. Or for me, it's helped immensely compared to where I used to be um yeah but yeah I know with having going through what I went through for right before transplant I was having like a lot of anxiety and I couldn't driving or anything was hard for me so my boyfriend lives in probably 35 minutes away from me 40 minutes so I would make him come out here and I feel guilty because every weekend he'd have to come out here and for uh, for his job he has to drive to San Francisco all the time and 
drive the peninsula, which is not fun here. We have the worst traffic. I think we're number two in the U.S. And the Bay Area is hard. And I felt very guilty because he had to drive more. But I know he didn't necessarily mind it. But it was that guilt and emotional side of things that I couldn't help. But I just felt the guilt. Yeah, I mean, similarly to you, whenever I see my girlfriend a lot of times, she's the one traveling to see me simply because, Mm -hmm. you know, for me to go somewhere, it, it, you know, and for a weekend or whatever it requires, bringing the vest, bringing treatments, bringing, it's, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's, a, yes. it's a pretty significant process. Whereas for mm-hmm. her, it's, you know, it's just getting in the car and driving somewhere. So, you know, it's, exactly. it's kind of, you know, there, there is definitely that imbalance there, but at the same time, yes. you do try to make up for, you know, your side of things and however difficult that may be in, in certain situ- in situations, you know, ultimately it does to, to an extent, it does come down to, to the other person in the relationship to understand that side of the disease of the disease i think and like we said in the beginning when you're showing people the treatments you know it's pretty clear why it's hard why it can be difficult rather for people to see mm-hmm. to move around you know as freely or you know sort of on a whim as you know compared to how it may be for other people yeah definitely when i was to that point just getting in the car was hard for me mm-hmm. i couldn't i had to lug all my oxygen and i had to lug vest i had to lug my uh my breathing machine all my meds and i physically couldn't do it i had to have my parents help me mm-hmm. just to go even to go to school i had to lug everything and it, it was it's just so hard so i definitely understand that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no and the thought of just bringing all that stuff just it's horrendous yeah. it's the worst thing <laughs> like like yeah. packing your vest and meds and stuff for even a single night is yes. is I like the like... worst is for me i mean I, I i say cf should never serve as a barrier for travel but ultimately if you're doing something for just a night or something like that it is a significant amount of extra work just to do I... something as easy as going to spend the night somewhere yeah i just feel like one night is not even worth it it is just <laughs> not worth it to pack yeah, all of that stuff mm-hmm. you yep. know i feel like whenever i do like i don't know maybe like an overnight trip and i have to fly somewhere or something like that I try to bring other things other than my vest because yeah. bringing that vest on a plane and then putting yes. in that carry-on and all of that it's fun stuff is process. the worst. It yeah. is the biggest process. And I don't think people understand that. And if you're traveling by yourself, I think it's even harder. It's great when you have someone else with you that can kind of help balance that. And if you get tired, they're able to lug it around for you and things like that. But that whole process is just a lot. And I think that your significant other really has to understand that and is able to kind of take ownership and realize that sometimes they are going to have to put in more effort and they're going to have to be the ones to come to you because it's just, it's a lot, you know, Mm. it's not the most convenient thing, but we need to do it or we're not gonna be able to live the life that we want to live. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, you're definitely right on there. I think ultimately what it comes down to is, Right, relationships are sort of out of sacrifices. At least that's what my girlfriend tells me. You have to make sacrifices just like I make sacrifices. So, you know, I think that there are parts of this that, you know, ultimately come down to like, yeah, she does a lot of stuff for me. But I, you know, I also feel like, I mean, I hope I'm doing a lot of stuff for her. But I, I think that, you know, there are, there are points in, in dating somebody with CF that are very unique compared to mm-hmm. what it's like dating someone else. I think for somebody without CF, it can be very fulfilling if, you know, yes. if they take mm-hmm. it on in the correct way. But at the same time, it's not something that people should shy away from, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it, there's a lot to be learned in dealing with somebody with CF for the first time. You know, there's 
I always say that people with cystic fibrosis are born with this inner sort of resiliency that other people would be jealous of. And I, agree I, with I, that think, yeah. I think that a lot can be learned from having a relationship, whether it be a friendship or you know, intimate you know, relationship with a boyfriend or girlfriend. It, it, there's, there's a lot to be learned for that person in, in getting to know somebody with CF and, and sort of seeing what they go in, go through day in and day out. And, and I also think in terms of if you find a person that's good for you and they're able to deal with the CF in a positive and effective way that's healthy for you and for them, I think that in a lot of times it makes you a whole lot closer with that person than mm-hmm. you would be if you didn't have CF. Or at least you become closer with them in a shorter period of time than you would in X amount of years. Yeah, you know? and they, they balance you. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, mm-hmm. uh, we have to wrap this one up because we're at we're at the time limit here. Uh, we'll definitely come back to this topic. It's a, people love talking about dating and relationships. People for some love. Yeah, I, I don't know. Topic. I don't know yeah. why well, it is. I mean, I, real I, quick. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Before we end it, yeah. I wrote a article about relationships, not just romantic ones, but also friendships for yes. the the CF Foundation on their blog. And I did that a couple of months ago, and I did not realize. How many people mm-hmm. were dying to talk about that? Yeah. I had so many messages. I didn't even know how to deal with all of them. Yeah. I clearly mm-hmm. didn't respond to all of them here, because huh? I'm only one person. You know what I mean? Right. But it's definitely yeah. a topic that's not talked about enough. And I think yes. it is a topic that we should touch on in the future. And maybe if people have questions or different things they want us to talk about concerning relationships, they can write them in the comments or write yeah, them. I don't know. You can Facebook, slide into our DMs, Instagram. Twitter, Instagram, exactly. Yeah, just send them over. Slide in the DMs. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm the king of the DMs, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah ultimately, I think that, uh, yeah, Leah, spot on. There's a, lot, there's a lot that needs to be talked about in this topic, especially uh-huh. because it's evolving, right? People with cystic fibrosis are living longer. They're starting families. You know, this it's not mm-hmm. necessarily a childhood disease anymore. We're all sort of into the next stage of life. We're all, like I said last episode, we're all in our mid to late 20s, which is very weird to say. Yeah, but we're all sort of at that point in our lives where we are kind of looking towards the future, uh, however weird that is. But I, you know, I think yeah. that ultimately what it comes down to is, you know, we're we're sort of looking at the next phase of life, and there is a lot to be t- talked about here for people with CF of all ages. And if you do want to get in touch with us, you can. Uh, my email is gunnersblog at asiason.org. You can follow us on Instagram. What's our Instagram? Breathe oh. underscore in underscore pod yes on instagram follow us on instagram <laughs> if you do comment like share review also follow us on itunes uh facebook <clears throat> the salty sisters you can get a hold of them we're on instagram facebook and twitter our handle is at salty sisters sisters is spelled c-y-s-t-e-r-s and you can also email us at salty sisters at gmail.com cool so if you want to get a hold of us that's how you do it and we look forward to talking next week Thanks. Bye. Bye.